If you've ever wished you had better answers for when your kids ask you why they should dress modestly or follow other standards, this is your episode. We're going to be diving into Galatians to see how Paul had a similar problem in his day to find the tips that can help us as parents in ours. Welcome to the Inner Strength Parenting Podcast, where we dig into the scriptures to find insights on everything from how to help your kids stay spiritually strong in a crazy world to simple, clear steps that will help you become everything God knows is in you. Now, heaven knows I am not a perfect mom. It takes everything in me and a whole lot of divine intervention to keep my stress somewhat in control and my family thriving. But I believe that when you choose to live with the Savior by your side, nothing will stop you from doing what Heavenly Father sent you here to do. I'm a certified positive discipline parent educator and mindset coach who helps parents live their missions, love their lives, and raise kids who do the same. I promise that by tuning in each week, you'll get a much needed boost of hope, practical insight, and scriptural truth. Let's do this. In high school and college, I studied French for about six years. And during that time, I had to learn all the vocabulary. I had to read books in French. I had to write essays and take tests and do all of the things to learn the language. And then the time finally came that I had the opportunity to go to France and live there for a summer. So I got ready, you know, packed my bags, prepared, super excited, super nervous, fly over there, longest flight ever, by the way, <laughs> finally get there. And I get picked up from my host mom. She was, you know, who I was going to be living with during the time. So I get in her car and as we are driving home, she looks at me and she says, do you speak French? And I said, oui. and you know, yes, I do. And so she just took that as carte blanche. Oh yes, she speaks French. And she just started going a million miles an hour. And on the way home from the, actually it was a train at that point. She was picking me up from the way home from the train to her house. She proceeded to tell me, all about how I would get to school each day because I was going to be going to school there. And it was about a 20-minute walk that that involved going upstairs and over hills and turning corners and so many things. And so she, she sat there and she just went on and on with these instructions. And, and as I'm looking at her, I look across the car and, and it's kind of like one of those movies where the person's talking, but you're in your own little world, right? And the sound is just kind of like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's kind of what it was for me because she is sitting here telling me all of these detailed instructions about how to get to school. And I'm sitting here thinking, is this French? I'm pretty sure it's French, but I don't understand half of what she's saying, probably more. I was completely lost. And in that moment, I thought to myself, I thought I was ready. I thought I knew French. I thought that I knew the language. Why don't I understand what she's saying? And I think that sometimes as parents, it's kind of the same way. We we thought we taught our kids the thing, right? We told them what was right. We told them what was wrong. And then in the moment, sometimes they just don't seem to understand. And 
in Galatians, we read about a similar problem that Paul is having. These people have learned the gospel, but they seem to be missing so much of it. Now, this is a time that is so much like our time. And this is why I absolutely love the writings of Paul. Are they crazy hard to understand? Yes. But once we can dig into them and see what is actually being said, they are so similar to our day. It's almost hard to believe. So Paul is living in a time where the church has grown and converts are starting to come into the church. And so you've got different groups of people. One of those groups is the is the Jewish Christians, and they have lived the gospel. In fact, they are used to living the Mosaic law, which is a ceremonial law where you can only take, you know, so many steps and do certain things on certain days. And, and you got to do certain things like circumcision and cover your head and, and all of these things. So these people have learned to live this law, and that is what they believe the gospel of Jesus Christ to be. They believe that in order to be righteous, you need to check all the boxes. You need to do all of the things so that you can follow Jesus Christ. So it's really not surprising that when you have the Jewish Christians trying to check all of the boxes and then the Gentile converts who aren't checking the boxes, that some conflict arises in the church. You've got the people who say, hey, these are the rules and the standards you should be following. And you have others who are saying, nope, that's not really necessary anymore. I think we have a similar situation in the church now where we have some people saying, these are the standards, this is what you're supposed to be living. And other people saying, no, it's totally fine to get tattoos, do whatever you want. Those aren't standards anymore. The way Paul addresses this is actually very similar to the way our leaders have addressed it. Paul is teaching a higher law that will allow the people to not only live in better harmony, but actually become disciples of Jesus Christ and develop a relationship with him. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 16, he says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, and by that he means the ceremonial law of Moses. But by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. In other words, what he's saying is, even if you give everything you have to checking all the boxes, to living all those standards, it's still not going to be enough. You're not going to be justified. You're not going to be saved. In Galatians chapter three, verse 11, he says, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. He says, you've been trying to check all the boxes, but no one can do it perfectly. It's not even possible. So he continues on in chapter three, verse 21. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid, for if there had been a law given, which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. In other words, so should you not have laws? He says, no, that's not the point. In verse 24, he continues on. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. 
In other words, he said the law served a purpose and that purpose was to bring us and to point us to Christ. Standards serve a purpose. And for a long time in the church, we had very set standards. You should wear this. You shouldn't wear this. You should watch movies with this rating and not with this rating. You should wait until this age to do this. You should absolutely not do this. There was a whole book with all of these standards that we were supposed to do, we were supposed to live by. Well, what would Paul say to that? I think he would say that standards are good, but they're not enough. In the world we live in, there are so many situations and so many choices that there's no way the standards can prepare us for all of those situations. And even if we try our very hardest, there's no way we're gonna be able to be perfect. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17, he says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things ye would. In other words, even if you know the standards, even if you know what is right and what is wrong, your flesh is going to get in the way and you're not always going to do what you know you should do. So what then is the solution? What will actually help us follow Christ and come to actually know him? In a BYU speech that Sherry Dew gave in March of 2000, she said, quote, having the Holy Ghost with us and learning to hear his voice is a key perhaps the single most profound key to remaining steadfast and immovable on the Lord's side of the line, end quote. I don't know about you, but for me, my goal is not just to have my kids follow all the standards, but it's to have them remain steadfast. In other words, when they leave my house, I don't want them to just decide they don't have to follow any of quote unquote my rules anymore and just leave everything. I've seen that happen in so many of our young adults today. So my goal is to figure out how to get my kids to be steadfast and what our leaders today have been encouraging us to do is to teach our kids to follow the covenant path. And this is why. In the general conference that just happened, October of 2023, Sister Emily Bell Freeman said, quote, we must remember it's not the course alone that will exalt us. It's the companion, our savior. End quote. In other words, she's saying it's not about checking the boxes. In fact, she actually uses those terms. She says, quote, perhaps you hear those words, meaning the covenant path, and think of check boxes. Maybe all you see is a path of requirements. A closer look reveals something more compelling. A covenant is not only about a contract, although that is important. It's about a relationship. President Russell M. Nelson taught the covenant path is all about our relationship with God, end quote. In other words, both she and President Nelson have emphasized that the covenant path is not about checking the boxes. It's not about just living the standards because as Paul would say, that's not enough. That will help you for a while, but it won't give you the strength to stay steadfast. What will is a relationship with the Savior. Why? Because the standards can't cover every situation. And when life gets hard, what will help you pull through and what will help you make the choices that will actually help you do what you need to do is a relationship with Jesus Christ. So 
How do we help our kids get that relationship and convey to them the importance of that and not just checking the boxes? How do we answer their questions when they ask us, why can't I wear that? Or why can't I watch that? Well, in General Conference of October 2023, Sister Emily Bell Freeman answered this when she said, quote, I noticed people asking, why should I walk a covenant path? Do I need to enter a house for making covenants? Why do I wear the holy garment? Should I invest in a covenant relationship with the Lord? The answer to these good and important questions is simple. It depends on what degree of relationship you want to experience with Jesus Christ. Let me just say that one more time. It depends on what degree of relationship you want to experience with Jesus Christ. Now, I love this thought that the standards and what we do and what we don't do is all dependent on how close we want that relationship to be with Christ. And the more of a relationship our kids develop with Christ, then obviously they're going to want to make those good choices on their own. But as a parent, my biggest fear was, but what if they choose wrong, right? <laughs> what if they they say they prayed about it and the answer they get is they can wear that dress that I don't want them to be seen in public with, or they can watch that movie that I can't even watch myself. What then? What if they mess up? Well, in her talk that I've been referencing, Sister Freeman says, as your trail will demand, so his sucker shall be. Jesus Christ will meet us where we are as we are. And to me, what that says is that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ know where your kids are. They know what they can understand and what they can't and how they need to communicate to them in a way that will help your kids start to hear them. And so as a parent, our job is to trust Jesus, to trust that he knows what he's doing and that he can teach our kids and then to invite our kids to seek him. Instead of just telling our kids all of the answers and hoping they listen to us or maybe making them listen to us until they move out on their own, maybe as parents, our job is to invite them to counsel with the Savior, to counsel with Heavenly Father and to ask what they should be doing and to start to seek those answers because part of this journey for our kids is to learn how to hear him to learn what those answers sound like. So when those times come that they need to make a choice and we aren't there and the standards don't give them the answers that they will still know how to choose and that they will be able to choose something that will move them closer to Christ. So in those moments where they say, why? Perhaps our job is to invite them to pray to invite them to seek those answers from Heavenly Father and to invite them to seek those standards from Him and to trust with all of our hearts that they have been given a mighty spirit and that they will learn and that heaven will teach them how to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now, does this mean there's no room for rules or standards in your house or that you as a parent shouldn't have rules about what's okay and what's not okay in your house? 
Absolutely not. This is just an invitation that when you feel your kids is ready and when you feel the time is right in certain situations to invite them to go to the Savior and find those answers so that they can start to develop that relationship and practice seeking answers to questions so that they can learn what it sounds like when the Spirit speaks to them. When Elder Uchtdorf presented the Jesus Christ is the Strength of Youth pamphlet in the October 2022 General Conference, he said to the youth of the church, quote, I believe the Savior Jesus Christ would want you to see, feel, and know that he is your strength, that with his help, there are no limits to what you can accomplish, that your potential is limitless. He would want you to see yourself the way he sees you, and that is very different from the way the world sees you. The Savior would declare in no uncertain terms that you are a daughter or son of the Almighty God. Your Heavenly Father is the most glorious being in the universe, full of love, joy, purity, holiness, light, grace, and truth. And one day, He wants you to inherit all He has. It is the reason why you're here on earth, to learn, grow, and progress, and become everything your Father in Heaven has created for you. To make this possible, he sent Jesus Christ to be your Savior. It's the purpose behind his great plan of happiness, his church, his priesthood, the scriptures, all of it. That is your destiny. That is your future. That is your choice. End quote. You don't have to know all of the answers as a parent either. What you do have to know is the same thing that Elder Uchtdorf told your kids. And that is that Heavenly Father loves you and that everything he does is to help you progress as a parent and to help your kids progress on their journey as well. He's really good at what he does and he's not going to fail. So if you have questions about what this looks like for your kids or the steps you should take, please go to him and ask him. He knows the work you are doing is so very important and he will not leave you alone in it. Because believe it or not, he cares about your kids even more than you do. Hey, be sure to follow the show so that you don't miss us next week when we come back with more insight from the scriptures to help you love your life, live your mission, and raise kids who do the same. I'm Jamie Knapp. We'll see you next week.